Let me tell you a story. You've heard of the Titans, right? Heroes among heroes, appointed by the gods themselves, invested in holy arms and armor. Tasked with the unenviable duty of protecting the people of the endless sea from the infinite darkness that beset them. Not the easiest job in the best of times, and things were rough back then. Still, it's said that at the height of their power, there was a Titan for every city in the archipelago, and nothing was beyond their sight. Now, I'm not here to tell you what kind of job they did, to put them up on a pedestal or to tarnish their memory. And honestly, all you really need to know about the Titans is that they're gone, and nobody really knows why. What we'll have to mark their passings are broken idols, empty shells, and half-remembered songs. Because this isn't a story about the Titans. Not really. It's about what came after. Hello, everybody. Welcome Hello. Hi. to Roll Dice and Cry, which is our new podcast. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Hey. If you're hey. here, you probably saw the sign on the door that said, welcome. Uh, but if, if, you, if you've begun this adventure with us with having absolutely no idea who we are, maybe you just, you're listening a couple years from now when we've got a thousand episodes or, I don't know. Anything else? Three. Uh, three episodes. Three, <laughs> three episodes. Three episodes. Um, this is an actual play podcast uh, where we're going to be playing a bunch of different games eventually, but we're starting with uh, Dungeon World with me and my, my pals. Uh, and I'm going to actually introduce my pals to you right now from west to east in the western shores, west coast. West coast, best coast. <laughs> west coast, no. best coast. Uh, Chander. <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all. Um, I go by Chander. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Tumblr at uh, ChanderClear. All right, cool. And then we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a short road trip from California to Chicago. What about you? To... I'll do me last. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, we can edit around this one. Um, Hi, my name is Emily Riesbeck. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Blue Valkyrie, which is also the name of the superhero comic I write and publish on Tumblr. Uh, you can find that by Googling the Blue Valkyrie or going to bluevalkyriecomic.tumblr.com. If you want to see some other comics I create, I have them up on. I have some shorter comics up on Tapastic, including my favorite Howling Night, which is about werewolf kids at summer camp, and I love it very much. And so will you. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. That was a very good plug. Um, okay, so I think our next most, I think our next most east, uh, our next most west, uh, player is Marietta Costa over in Denmark right now? Uh, yeah. Or that's... are you in Portugal back? No, I'm in Denmark still. It's, it's snowing. It's snowing. It's I'm snowing. so excited. I haven't seen snow in years. Also, 
I go by Mari mostly. Mariana is my family stuff. My family calls me Mariana. It's fine. Hi, everybody. I'm Mari Costa. You can find me on Twitter at Marinskos, and you can read my webcomic at fairytale.com. Uh, I make other comics also, but there's too many of them, and I'm not going to list yeah. all of them. <laughs> you have one of them that is in print right now? Yeah, um, The Well by the House on the Hill, which you can buy at the Hiveworks store called Hive Mill. It's $8 the PDF and $20 the the physical copy, which is a limited run. Hey, nice. Yeah. Buy my book. Yeah. I buy made it with Mari's love. Book. Uh, I will buy everyone's books all the, <laughs> all the time. I need to buy everyone's books still. Fantastic. And next... Uh, in the beautiful land of Finland. Hey, I'm Nora. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Snora at twitter.com. Uh, I draw stuff and uh, <laughs> study making games. I think just... just... <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot of ads there. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's confusing. <laughs> Twitter, social media, who knows? Who really. knows? Um, but good. Awesome. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, and then our f- final uh, player in this in this campaign in the wild down under <laughs> is uh, Sloan. I'm Sloan. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter uh, at FC, uh, where I do art sometimes. Also, it's legally called Gay Australia now because we got the gay marriage the other day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Congratulations. Gay Australia. Way to not yes. date this episode. We did it. Oh. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Gay Australia. I mean, all things, all things, you know, being as they are, it'll probably come out yeah, within yeah, the time of I'm sure. <laughs> Our Christmas special where we just start the campaign. Our Christmas yeah. special where we started the game. Fantastic. It's, all right. it's special because we're in it. Yeah. And in that way. All episodes are special. We right. are a gift. <laughs> We're your gift <laughs> to you. You're welcome, listeners. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Um, I am your GM and host for the for the current time, Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me on Twitter at Obfuscating God and on Steam at Obfuscating Deity. I don't really have a lot of, of uh, like a footprint on the internet. I mostly just reblog stuff and retweet stuff and you're making a podcast i'm making yeah. a podcast that's my big thing yeah that's pretty uh, cool and i'm very proud of it and i'm very proud of all of you you've done such a good job thank you so much yay thank um, you so yeah uh and so with without an ado um we're gonna get down into it um so today this is going to be the um sort of world building character creation session of our first campaign our first season uh we're probably going to do things like seasons rather than a full campaign um so you can probably expect to see maybe one or two seasons a year i think we'll uh we're still sort of figuring it out but that's kind of what we've been thinking about and our first season is going to be a dungeon world campaign that we've tentatively uh named on the shoulders of giants the one thing that we've sort of established about this world from our uh our own um, conversations beforehand, which there's been many, even though we've tried to like keep a lid on it for that good draw maps, leave blank spaces. The idea that there was at one point a sort of very important, very legendary group of heroes called the Titans who 
maybe a thousand, two thousand years ago, before the events of the campaign, were really, really, really strong and interesting, and and like did some very important things that the details of which have been more or less lost to history. And so, uh, with that comes the the marks of their passing, which because of time and because of the way history changes, not all of those marks are completely understood. And that's the sort of world that we're in now in this um, archipelago of endless sea that our characters uh, exist in. So um, so we're going to go do a roundtable. We're going to introduce our characters. We're going to go through the actual character creation phase uh, live here. Um, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the the world and the sort of the status of it uh, and the way that the status of it influences our characters and the way that our characters influence it in turn. So without ado, uh, who wants to go first? I'm fine with going first. Okay, fantastic. Emily, you have the floor. Introduce us to your your uh, your little thing. <laughs> My little thing. Well, that's 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 very apt. Uh, I'm going to be playing the character of Zara Fontaine. Zara Fontaine is going to be a Langanel artificer. A Langanel is like a bunny person, so I'm going to be a bunny person, basically. Uh, pretty short, probably about uh, just over like maybe three and a half feet tall. Um, and she is an inventor. Uh, she comes from a family of landowning farmers in the... Uh, kingdom of what did i name this place again well i didn't uh, valentina the kingdom of valentina which is uh, i believe uh the largest kingdom on the archipelago yeah i think it's i think um it's like kind of the biggest sort of oh that's what i totally forgot. i forgot to build to draw the map um whoops uh, <laughs> but yeah Val- valentina is sort of like the westmost kingdom it's kind of like the largest contiguous kingdom because there's a lot of places that are bigger but that are less i think unified mm-hmm. uh, kingdom is kingdom the fact that it's a kingdom in this era is like kind of like its own thing yeah i'm very excited um so specifically zara is uh the daughter of uh godfrey and alice fontaine uh who were both landowning farmers uh, she is the 16th of 23 brothers and sisters, and um, she is from the town of Gorzan, which is a uh, relatively wealthy farming town. Uh, obviously, Zara's family is, is a major landowner there, but Zara does no interest in farming uh, because she, as I said, is an inventor, and she likes to make inventions uh, that utilize the power of magic to help people and to... Uh, to, you know, make, make their lives easier in, in a way. Uh, she does this because she wants to prove basically that she can and that her inventions are valuable and worthwhile. Yeah, so I think my first question, I've got a, I got a list of questions for everyone and I think I'm going to like rotate them around a little bit uh, as we go, like, like uh, you know, round table it a little bit. Um, my first one for Zara is you're an inventor. And a lot of things about a lot of times the thing about adventures is that they are filling a gap. Um, so, what is the state of industry 
as it stands with you coming into it, um, that means that you have like a, a thing to give. Well, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to speak for the whole world, but Valentina is pretty like low level tech. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent here because I wanted to talk about this a little bit more, but so Valentina is a kingdom, but it's very centralized in its government. Like I was thinking that instead of like dukes and counts, it was more like they had viceroys and governors, people who were appointed and not hereditary. Um, so it's got sort of like a, it's, it's not feudal. It's not a feudal system, but it's sort of like uses the same trappings as a feudal system as, because like as the country has modernized, they didn't want to like get away from their, you know, they have deep like monarchic roots. And so that like in spirit is maintained through like governorships and vice royalties and whatnot. Okay. Okay. So that being said, I think there's a, a lot of like Valentina is still pretty low tech, like farming, you know, like mm-hmm. land landowners and, and like serfdoms and whatnot. So I think like one thing is that Zara is trying to, uh, is you she know, trying like, to like modernize the the workforce? Well, the way I had seen it was more that like there's a stigma that that the people like that Laganels and people from Valentina specifically are like simple in a say not like not like they're dumb, but you know that they they're like lower tech, they're simpler living, and I think Zara wants to like prove that they can be like an like you know on the forefront of technology as well. Yeah, so like the the original you know. Lagnels came from being a halfling replacement race in one of my, um, you know, one of our uh, old D and D games. So that's that's definitely like that's sort of like they're still simple like farming folks, and they just got rakes and they got pitchforks. Right. So it, like I'm thinking a jet powered rake maybe, or like a rake that shoots, you know, fire. Snakes. <laughs> Hell yeah. A snake rake. A snake rake. Turbo rakes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Um, and uh, so I got we got this very rough map. So I guess if you want, you can just kind of plop down a, a little marker to show where Valentina is, uh, to uh, show where Gorzon is. Oh, uh, yeah. And then this could probably be uploaded later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, definitely okay, okay. we're definitely gonna make the map uh, readily available to folks. Okay, well, in that case, I'm. I was thinking that uh, it was sort of about here, which okay. is a pretty relatively close to, for those just listening. Uh, it's on the northern part of the con- of the kingdom, relatively close to two other uh, like kingdoms, I guess, or mm-hmm. at least two other like nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh the uh, the way that the um, whole system set up is still a little a little fuzzy, like. This is the map that I'd like sketched on a on an index card one night at work. It doesn't necessarily have to even be like this. We could go back and completely rearrange this whole thing if people wanted to. The important bit is that uh, Gorzon is near it relatively close to other nations. So it's not a border mm-hmm. town, but it's relatively close to a border. Okay. Um awesome. And so um so 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 the idea about uh, the answer to that question of, of like what's industry like is in Valentina, it's not. Yes. Um, uh, things are still very much like they're kind of beholden to an older, more classic style of of 
doing things that works for them, but it means that other folks are like, ha, look at these dudes. Right, which they can, you know, laugh all they want because we have all the farmland and we export a lot of uh, food. That's, yeah. So it's, it is working for us, but it's also, you know, it creates that, like, uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. So then the idea is that there is industry elsewhere along across the archipelago, but it's just, it hasn't reached Valentina, and that's something that kind of bugs Zola. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that, like, in major cities in Valentina, like, you can find some of that, but I feel just, like, overall, there's this, there's this resistance to it, this, like, feeling that... Of, there, there are these feelings of tradition that are are, are working, but in, the, in some cases are a little stifling. Okay. At least Zara, at least Zara thinks. As so. far as Zara is concerned. Yes, yeah. that's, that's so sweet. You guys made Portugal. Uh, <laughs> did we? Is that how Portugal works? <laughs> Most of, except for the like big cities. Yes, that is how Portugal works. Interesting. Okay. Well, how about that? Um, all right. So, um, so who wants to who wants to talk about their character first? Next, I can go. Okay, Mari. I don't mind. Hey, I will be playing Radiant Ire. Uh, that is E Y R E, and it's pronounced like the like the emotion. Mm-hmm. He's a paladin. Uh, he serves uh, the the god named Old Chains Sela, who used to have a different name. We will get to that. At some point, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down some notes on a notepad, and one of them is "sweet boy," which oh. is correct. He is a sweet boy. Um, awesome. He comes from a family of very religious Tela people um, in a very small swamp town called Lotai. Um, that va- basically. The main inspiration for it was um, the Louisiana Bayou. Um, he he has eleven siblings, and they all have very good names. Yes, yeah, we, we got some big families going on. Yeah, with our with um, our, our pint sized yeah. kids. Yeah, he is also a small s- small non non humanoid ish race with many siblings just like Zara um so it's, it's good order yeah. we got some we got a pattern yeah. um he he just really likes God and being like <laughs> he really likes God and he likes being an asset to his town he likes that people are like oh you're the paladin now this mm. is like that's his big deal. So he's um, like, he's very. Is that like the thing? Is that like, you're the paladin? They call him. Yeah. That? That's his like title in the church. Yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely. He is the paladin. Okay. Nice. Aww. Awesome. Um. So I I do have a question about about. Uh, also, he's a kobold, right? That's the. Yes. Yes. That's the thing I forgot. Um, yes. He. He's a kobold, and to me that means like a lizard with a dog snout. But okay. you can interpret that however you want, listeners yeah. at home. Yeah, kobolds, give me the fan art. Kobolds, like traditionally across fantasy, have been like, are these dogs? Are they lizards? Are <laughs> they dragons? Bad. We don't know. <laughs> and then like Falcor came in and totally fucked it up for everyone, who by being a dog <laughs> and a dragon. 
So, like, <laughs> come on. Oh, man. Yeah. Also, Go he has a it. pet axolotl. That's important. He's got a pet axolotl. What's his axolotl's name? Ah, uh, shit. Put me on the spot. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> You're sure axolotling... Uh, oh, shit. You're sure a- axing a lot of questions. Oh, my God. <laughs> You sure axolotl questions. Hi, welcome to Roll Dice and Cry. This is the comedy level that we have. This is me, your pungent master. I, I did, I did, I did fuck that one up just a little bit at the beginning there, but I think I made yeah, the adjustment. you made a really good We're recovery. Done. We're good. Yes. Um, uh, I got some time to think though. His axolotl's name is Sella. Oh, he na- okay. So you have a dog <laughs> named God. Yeah, it's like naming it. It's like naming a dog Jesus. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Fantastic. I don't think I've ever met a dog named Jesus. (laughs) And so, um, so the idea we had for for um, for for Lotet is it's kind of like in a sort of marshy delta between Mm -hmm. Valentina and like Mm -hmm. other like southern uh, stuff along this archipelago. Yes. Ooh, that's the one. Sort of like a like a like a weird yeah like a delta basically. Oh man, the geography of this place is buck wild. There's like a, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a, like a Mojave desert in the middle of it, and there's an alpine forest on the top, and the bottom is Italy. It's like it's 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 fantasy. It's fine. It's okay. It's magic. There's there's magic. It's, it's, it's a fun. world of magic and mystery. This is magic. That's right. I mean, also, um, it's an endless sea, and these islands are on the back of giant beasts that roam the seafloor. So like, none of it has to make any sense. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I love it. Want to meet a beast? Want to meet a beast? I have a question <laughs> about religion in this world. Ooh. Which is, what's up with it? You have there's um, there's Tella, who is your god, um, but yes. what are the other gods? Who are they? How many are there? Is, do we have like a a succinct, um, like like uh, like a Grisian pantheon? Do we have like a sort of like um, there's a billion gods uh, like you know you know like Greece had they, a billion have, gods also to be fair Greece did have a lot of gods but like there's like there's like mm-hmm. the guys there's like the dudes <laughs> and then there's like I'm the god of chairs yeah oh that's my favorite one so the, I guess the question is do we have a god of chairs um so here's the thing Zach my good friend. I did think yeah. you were going to think about this on your own, and I did not think I would be asked this. Well, so um, here's the thing. I've been listening to, to Adam Kobold talk about the questions that he asks players at the beginning. Adam Kobold, shout out Adam Kobold, the guy yeah. who wrote this along with Sage Latour, yeah, um, who I should fan. have shouted out at the beginning. Um, he always asks the paladin and the cleric what religion works like. Oh, good. Mm. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> the idea the idea, but behind um, it being a collaborative world building is that we ask you, you know, the stuff that you you know about is the stuff I ask you about. So, like, you ask a wizard, how does magic work? And the wizard tells you. I don't tell the wizard how magic works. Um, Should I say a little more about, like, technology in the rest of the world? That was though? what I was asking you. Ooh. I am so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was worried I didn't want to step on, like, everybody else's toes. Yeah. No, no. When it's the, so the, okay, so the thing is, when it is your shit, you stomp <laughs> those toes because it's your shit. Okay. Um, um, uh, a lot of other places do have technology, like the dwarves, and they have they have trains. Is that yeah, a thing? dwarves super have trains, right? Orcs, yes. they got battleships, right? What yep. up? Um, Actually, I like that. Orcs have battleships. Yeah, dwarves have trains. What do elves have? And that's the thing. Like, well, elves get nothing. We're gonna get. We're gonna get to elves. 
<laughs> elves. I'm, I'm offended. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to them elves. Oh, bold stance on we'll the elves. <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I don't think the, I mean, I, I feel like the elves probably don't have as much technology, but, um, maybe they have, like, magic to compensate for it. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's not so much like, orcs have battleships, dwarves have trains, lagonals have nothing, like, it's more, like, these are, one thing I wanted to be like is not like, this is the nation of dwarves, this is the nation yeah. of orcs, this is the, the nation of man, um, it's more like, these are places where people live. And there's going to be a spread in all different places, and but sometimes the demographics are going to be like more in one place and more in the other. Um, just wanted to hit that at the top that this is not like a weird like, you know, these are not like species monoliths where there are only orcs in one place and only dwarves in one place and only so and so and so and so. Um, though the closest to that, which is kind of ex- like explicit and sort of intentional, is Valentina, which is sort of like. That's their deal, is that it's all bunnies. Low Tide is pretty, like, lizard central. Yeah, but Low Tide is like a town, right? That's true. Low Tide is in a country. It's very small. It's very small. It's it's lizard central and the one elf that we briefly talked about. (laughs) Oh, shit, we talked about an elf, didn't we? Yeah. Um, Unless, unless, is that not, what do you, is that not how you feel about Valentina? Do you think Valentina is more um, uh, integrated? Well, I mean, there, there are certainly... It, it's not it's not a monolith. Of course, there are immigrants and there are people who are either traveling or living and working in Valentina that are not uh, Laganels. But that being said, I, I think you're right. It is. It's a very high population of bunny people because I feel like, you know, part of that, like, very kind of tradition focused culture is national pride. Mm. And it is definitely like a. I feel like a lot of Laganels definitely have the opinion of why would you ever want to leave Valentina? Yeah. This is where, you know, this is where we belong, where we can, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, do our, like, you know, sort of medieval France serfdom farming stuff and and just be bunnies. So I think it, I think it is like to, to use the tired version. I think it is very like the Shire, Mm -hmm. you know, where like a lot of people in the Shire didn't really feel the need to go on an adventure or leave. Because it was just so nice. It's idyllic. Idyllic, yeah. Quaint. Okay. Hey, Mari, (laughs) guess what? You had some time to think. Tell me about the gods. I did think about it, actually. Um, I think I like like there being a lot of gods. Um, A lot? Yeah. Um, But I like it being like, you know, in, in American gods where all of the gods from every religion exist? Yes. I like it being something like that. Like, there isn't a pantheon. There are multiple pantheons, mm-hmm. and all of them are equally valid, because all of the gods, like, exist, are tangible. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Is it is it a sort of thing where, like, gods are powered by um, belief in them? I think, uh, yeah. I think or so. do they exist separately from that belief? Or is it not that they live off of it, but they are powered by it, and so can survive without it, but at a severely weakened state? I think it might be, like, a... A Tinkerbell thing? <laughs> a Tinkerbell. Okay, so <laughs> clap your hands if you believe. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, like, she's not, like, Tink, I guess without the, she's gonna die part, but, like, they get weak if you don't believe in them. Okay. And is that weakness, like, I'm gonna, like, bedridden, I'm gonna die weakness, or is it, like, I'm a normal dude? Yeah, I think weakness. it's more, like, mortal weakness. I'm a mortal Okay. Now. Okay, so it's Hercules style shit. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Okay, and there's lots of them. There's lots of them. Who's the big one? Oof. Because it's not Sella. 
It's Who's the no, big it one? isn't. Um, I feel like Tell Love was one of the big ones, though. Like yeah, in the yeah, past. yeah. Um, one thing we talked about a, a lot is that Tell it is like this severely reduced thing where like you hear Tell that he used to be one of the big ones. Yeah. But then something happened and we don't know what it Definitely was. Definitely for sure the Cobals believe with all their hearts that he used to be one of the big ones, if not the big one. That's probably false, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> these Cobals, they believe they're God. They love him. Mm-hmm. They love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. I don't want to say Zeus. <laughs> I don't want to okay. say it's just Zeus. Um, well, the thing is that isn't isn't Tella kind of like Zeus because he's a he's yeah, like a storm guy. That's fair. Um, uh, what is a good? I mean, I do have I do have some gods that I was thinking about. Ooh, tell me. Um, I told you about uh, Amatine, the goddess of the sun and war. She whose patrol brings our days. Yeah, um, I love that. Is, she's a lady who has a sun for a shield. Uh, and she walks across the sky. Is to it like the world. a shield shaped like a sun, or like a sun, like a star that she pulled yeah. from the sky? Yeah, I have, love that. I don't know. Love that answer. Very good answer. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah. I agree. So okay, yeah. So so that's she's kind of like the big deal. There's a there's a lot of them, and they've all got their own sort of like yeah. small things. I think usually what I do in like campaigns that I run is I put the most important ones as like the ones that are in charge of life and death because that feels like mm-hmm. important but the mm-hmm. sun is also pretty important so i could go either way on this one yeah sun's sun's kind of like the light yeah life. yeah um and then there's the, the moon goddess and they're married that's my contribution well, <laughs> actually here's the thing because this is one thing that i was talking with chandra about um which we might pivot into is that there is no goddess of the moon Ooh. Um, and also, the moon has a crack in it. Ooh. Just by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Mystery. Just, no. Somebody's killed our moon Somebody goddess. Killed we need to the get rid moon. of <laughs> It oh, no. was Piccolo. The, the um, sun is so sad about oh, no. her dead wife, the moon. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, in Dragon Ball, it wasn't Piccolo who destroyed the moon. <laughs> it was, uh, what's his name? Master Roshi. What? <laughs> No. Yeah, it was Master Roshi, this man. This is beyond what? my comprehension. He did it to, he did it to turn. He did it to turn yeah, Goku I have back. No idea what's going. It on. was in the. It was in the first. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, fuck. Yeah. All right. That's a plot point well, in our campaign. Someone needs to cut that out. Someone destroyed the moon. To cut out the fact that I was wrong about Piccolo. What? No, I'm the GM. I have to be right about everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Otherwise, you won't respect me. Anyway, so now we're gonna pivot over to Ford. Yeah. Uh, who might tell us a little bit about the stars? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. But first, tell me about Ford. <laughs> um, so, Ford is an orc from Galeria, mm-hmm. which is, a, it's a, you know, it's a majority orc country, but there's like a bunch of other people there. They do a lot of kind of ocean seafaring stuff. And uh, uh-huh. Ford isn't actually Ford's real name. <laughs> Ford goes by Ford Maphorn, but his actual name is Amadeus Lene. He just thinks it sounds a little too fancy. His name is Ford Maphorn? Yeah, because those were like the three things that he saw when someone asked him what his name was. A Ford? Oh, shit. I thought you meant the car. <laughs> yes. He saw a car. He was like, yeah, that's it. I'm built Ford tough. Hi, I'm Fiat. My name is Fiat. What? Nice to meet you. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the thing that all the orcs are named after carts. No, no, it's not. No. Um, orcs are named weird stuff. Orcs are named weird stuff. Um, hey, tell us hate and hate, hate gender. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about orcs. So orcs are fun. We're going, I think, for kind of uh, roco cork slash like baroque vibes. So like, <laughs> uh, for like. <laughs> Aesthetically, more of a Baroque or Rococo approach to orcs rather than, I guess, what you usually see. Yeah, orcs and we're not doing, like, these ones aren't sort of, like, the fantasy archetypical, like, tribal orcs. No. Um, these guys are weirdly fancy. These guys are weirdly fancy and weirdly into philosophy and uh, the sciences. And Ford's a fighter. I think I'm doing the peerless fighter variant. Yes, um, which I hopefully I wrote that down. If not, I will insert here who created that. Mm-hmm. It's um, <clears throat> I think it's poorimpulsecontrol.tumblr.com is where I see a link for it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm doing the peerless fighter variant. Uh, but before that, he actually for a while, for most of his life, before that, he was an astronomer. Um, mm. and he was actually hired by a different country not Galeria but um, I think Baron which yeah, is the country yeah. right above Galeria uh, and he mm-hmm. spent a while in the mountains uh, which were kind of dangerous and that's most of where he learned his fighting skills for like stress relief purposes originally and also because there's a bunch of dangerous shit wandering around the mountains so um it fell to him as the big tough guy to protect everyone. Despite um, the fact that he was there to be a nerd, he was forced to become a tough guy. Yeah, basically. Uh, I mean, he did it for fun, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, stress relief, because he didn't like his co-workers or the Ivory Tower academia thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just one day, he punched a co-worker and left because he got really fed up with one of their arguments. And now he's a fighter. And who wanders around and does stuff. Just um, goes around he, and fights. Yep. His dad's a doctor. His mom's a banker down in Galeria. He has two lovely sisters who also engage in the scientists. I think one of them's a doctor and the other one uh, researches magic, I think. Oh, okay. I thought one of them was a, was a captain. Oh, shit. Yeah, one of them was a captain. That's the one that researches magic. I totally forgot. Yeah, because um, the, the big thing Magic's about the like, government of Galeria is it is so married to their idea of being seafarers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much so that the the leader of their country, of their of their government, is co- just called the High Admiral. Whoa. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's the Admiralty Council, and there's like the War Admiral... The war admiral, the culture admiral, the vice admiral, the vice vice admiral, the vice high admiral, yeah, you know, so on and so forth. Um, It's just a bunch of admirals and then the high admiral who rules the whole thing. Ford personally very much doesn't care about any of that. Um, And he very much also tries to keep his astronomer past, like science nerd past, kind of a secret. Mm -hmm. Um, Partially because he just doesn't want to get... Um, pulled back into that whole academia factor. Mm-hmm. He just wants to punch stuff and like be pointed uh, in a direction and like told go. Okay, 
he's he's so tired of this like philosophical roundabout like endless conversations and debates he's really you from what you said looking to be a lot more decisive in his life yeah he's looking to do not like talk about doing for all right cool um oh my question though about about that relates to him i know you want to like put it in your past but uh what are the stars like um so the stars are fun uh from what i'm thinking i'm gonna leave whether this is um gods or holes in the sky or actual celestial bodies i'm gonna leave that blank but um the stars do move or at least the uh the the planet moves so it looks as if the stars move and at the same time the uh the beasts that roam uh the ocean floor also move so keeping track of the stars and their positions is a little complicated but overall rather important to telling i guess where the beasts are in location uh in relation to each other the seasons time passing so, things like that um is there a correlation between the movements in the stars and the movements of the beasts there is some they do follow um roughly the same rotation but um at times it changes like uh the you know how the north star wasn't always the north star or it won't always be the north star i guess is that a thing yeah, because of the way I almost failed an astronomy class once, so I know what I'm talking about. Um, the uh, the way that, I guess, because of the movements of the Earth, um, the North Star isn't always going to be the North Star. I think it's going to be serious at one point, but that's like forever into the future. So there is a star, definitely, that serves as kind of like a guiding force for... Uh, the beasts that roam the ocean floor. Nice, awesome, cool, and uh, and we and we chart them same ways we would normally with telescopes and mm-hmm. and like sextants and uh, yep protractors. Sure, compasses. <laughs> how, do you, how do you? Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. And that was sort of Ford's whole deal before he before he left. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and now he just doesn't want to talk about it no more. No, I mean he still very much loves astronomy and the like and the sky. It's like his thing. Oh. But he just like he doesn't want to seem like he's a nerd. Oh. You know. <laughs> um, that's that's cute. All right, cool. Um, so we've got two characters left. Who wants to go next? I can go. All right. We've mentioned elves. We've mentioned elves. Let's talk we've about elves. elves. We've mentioned how bad elves are. <laughs> how much they suck. This, the- <laughs> It's Ford's personal bias. Elves are the best <laughs> in in every campaign forever. Uh, I am playing um, an elven bard uh, whose name is Adeline uh, Fleetwood. Um, uh, she uh, she travels around alone because she does not want to be with her family um, because elves are weird, um, and she would rather try to be around quote unquote normal people <laughs> oh um, um so why are elves weird elves uh elves are the only race who can handle uh magic without side effects oh, okay um 
yeah, that's what we're going for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, magic is a is a physical thing that they can study, which runs through uh, ley lines, uh, which go through all the continents. So elves um, are kind of not nomadic, but like they move their settlements around to wherever they can best study magic and its effects, especially on other races, because they feel obligated uh, to be the ones who, I guess, handle it, uh, try to figure mm -hmm. it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But because that they're very secluded, and uh, Adeline uh, wasn't wasn't about that. <laughs> she wasn't about that life. No. Um. Yeah. So to like sort of put it into plain words, the way that we are handling magic in this, because we don't have a wizard, and so there is currently no person who actually actively shapes magic to their whims. We took that and kind of ran with it a little bit to just be like, magic is weird and dangerous, and the thing that we call magic is the blood of these beasts that the the islands lie on uh, and are, you know, that walk across the seafloor and pull the islands over them. And, you know, they've got such weird sort of internal chemistry that, like, their arteries become ley lines and their blood is this physical substance that is, like, this incredibly powerful fuel source. But it also, if you don't have the proper protective gear or measures, will just kind of fuck you up in some wild ways. It's sort of like what we talked about is that it's like almost a nuclear or like a radioactive substance. And elves, for whatever reason that we will figure out eventually, probably, are resistant to that. As the only character who are, who is resistant to that, I feel very upset that Adeline can't get uh mutated nuclearly or somehow yeah unless something goes wildly bad i guess and yeah i guess but, we'll um, find out like i mean everybody's resistant a little bit but if you get dropped into a container of nuclear waste i'm sure that'll do something <laughs> i'll try not to well i think that might be really good for zara too because it could be you know it could be like there's a skepticism and a reluctance towards using magic and zara's like inventions use magic like they funnel uh, oh magic. yeah yeah yeah. so um actually a good question about that is where do you get that stuff oh golly um wherever i can who's your dealer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i feel like oh is this a question for zara yeah, yeah yeah okay um i get it where i can i it's probably pretty expensive and i probably like i think part of the reason uh, that Zara is got a sort of wanderlust and is traveling with people is because it's hard to find it in Valentina where there's not much technology and not much magic. Mm -hmm. But like, if I could find elves, they would probably give it give me some. Or if I could go to a place where there's more technology and they may utilize magic a little more, mm -hmm. um, you know, they could definitely give me some sort of like battery or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I get most of my like sort of batteries yeah. too. Because it, it's, it's effectively, yeah, like like plutonium rods. Um, that, Hell yeah, that I'm, I'm into it. That you're like plugging stuff into. Um, and it's a very powerful, uh, but it's very dangerous. Um, which is, the, I guess, the whole the whole metaphor we're going with. Um, but yeah, the idea, and the, also the idea is that um, raw, it's extremely dangerous, but refined, it can be less dangerous. Though the, um, the ways that it is refined have sort of fallen off a little bit um i think i think it's become less and less uh commonplace to use specifically because of the dangers it poses 
uh, and also. So did we? What was the what was the question that we had? Yeah, I don't think you've asked me a question about Adelon yet. Oh, uh, oh, here's my question about you. Tell me about music in the archipelago, and about about yourself specifically. Ooh, um, I, I think that uh, with, with Adelon, uh, she plays a mandolin, um, so. It's probably really. Uh, I want to say that she plays a lot of folksy stuff because she travels. She travels a lot, and that's how she learns new music. Uh, mm-hmm. So she would uh, probably learn a bunch of folk music. Um, uh, probably some of the more technologically advanced areas have more interesting mu- instruments to work with. But I don't think she knows how to play those. <laughs> How's fantasy EDM? How's fantasy EDM? Fan- fantasy Skrillex is out there, and he is dropping what the beat. What race is fantasy Skrillex? Where's fantasy Skrillex from? Oh god! What race is fantasy Skrillex? We have to know. Can, can... I mean, he's got to be he's got to be Baronese, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. He's out Baron's there. Like hope. Plan to sell out concerts. Baron is um, Baron's the northmost country. It's actually sort of like an autonomous hmm. commune sort of thing. It's run by a bunch of uh, families who are just called the families. Great, um, very good. Yeah, uh, it's basically. I guess it's kind of like a mafia country. <laughs> Skrillex is in the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. sort of like a like a merchant republic almost yeah 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 uh like a, um they're the place that um ford worked for a long time um mm-hmm. and they're they're very focused on like nobility and um and uh like lineages and families um which actually pivots really well into our next character our last character um, that's Nora's character. Nora, do you want to introduce your character? No, but I guess I have to. No, I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, I'm playing, uh, Tiuko. Uh, Tiuko Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bell is like, um, her, uh, secret name as, uh, Phantom Thief. Because she's a uh, thief. Oh. And, uh, her calling she's, card she's... is, a uh, Little Bell. Aww. Aww. Like, haha, I came here with bells on, you still didn't catch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh. I love it. Uh. She's a very cheerful person. And, uh. Whenever she, like, comes in a new situation, she's really quick to assess how she would benefit the most in this situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, very flashy. Very analytical and flashy. Yes, yes. Is it like a measured, like calculated flash? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, she sometimes um, values being flashy more than the other stuff, so it might hinder her sometimes. But she really, really likes to show off. I love it. <laughs> um, so you didn't mention, but what? Uh, what's what race is is Tiku? Uh, Koshachi. Whoa, whoa. Kosachi. Kosachi? 
Oh my god. <laughs> so Never cat girl. Cat girl. So I've been I've she's a cat girl. Yes. Yes. I've been yes. I've I've been I've been pronouncing it as Koshaki. Koshaki. Um, yes. Koshaki, yeah. Yep. Um it's got a lot of lot of letters in it. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's back yeah, basically it's like you know, it's your your Kashit, your your tabaxi, your your cat person mm-hmm. race. Um and so she's a kitty cat. Yeah, she's a very cute uh, curly haired kitty cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, you mm-hmm. see, you get, you seen those kitty cats, the curly fur? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's adorable. That's too cute. <laughs> yes. And so she's a thief. Um, mm-hmm. And she's a she's a phantom thief. So she's got to mm-hmm. steal from some pretty fancy folks. So like, how did she like? How does she get around that? Like, uh, we've talked a little bit about about sort of her living situation. Or uh, what it was. Yeah. She comes from, like, a really hard-working family. Mm-hmm. That was, like, working really hard to prove themselves as, uh... Um, hard-working people, I guess. And she was like, uh, fuck this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she wants the easy life. So she kind of got out of there. And, uh... I think she started kind of small, maybe, with the thieving stuff. Mm-hmm. But pretty quickly uh, developed a brand, maybe kind of famous actually. Oh, like you know, there's like uh, stories. Oh, uh, tales told about. Maybe yeah. The Phantom Thief. Not all of them. The Bell. Mm-hmm. Not all of them real, but uh, some very romanticized maybe. Uh huh. And she loves them all. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Awesome. Uh, uh, and so mm-hmm. where's she, like, been active? I think uh, she left the former great Gosharki Empire where mm-hmm. she lived. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she was in the... Oh, what was the... Sorry. What's the Bark Orc country name? Galeria? Galeria. Thank you. Oh, she's been in Galeria. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I thought she was in uh, Baron. Oh, well, I mean, that works also. I just like uh, <laughs> the only thing I had planned is that she had an orc uh, lover. Oh, who she just ghosted out on completely because she was on there with a false identity and uh, was almost getting caught. So she just had to hightail it out. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah, because we're we're kind of starting in Galeria. Oh, so if you want it, if yeah. So here's the here, so here's your here's your decision. <laughs> Do you want to have a place to the north where like? I hightailed it out of there. I'm not there no more. If I go back there, shit might get real. Or do you want it to be the place I'm in right now is too hot for me? Maybe the place up north is too hot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that would be barren. That's the place that, that um, Ford worked for yeah. uh, a lot of years. Yeah. Um, Ford was not the orc, though. <laughs> no. no. Are you sure? Inle- unless he Ooh. was. <laughs> Unless you want that to be part of your your character bonds. Oh no! Hmm? I mean, I think we'll see. Okay. <laughs> keep it open. Yeah, keep it open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you, so so you mentioned, I think, uh, briefly that that she was living under an assumed identity. Mm-hmm. And then that sort of like something went wrong there. Yeah. Uh, and you just kind of booked it out. 
Yeah, I um, think she had like assumed someone else's identity, and uh, they were coming back home, or they were they were like oof. moving there, and uh, oof. she was like, "Well, oofa, 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 oofa. <laughs> yeah." yeah. Um, we also mentioned very briefly that you come from the place that was once a very big Koshaki Empire. Yeah. Um, which is the country name we come up for that is called um, Zoyat. Mm-hmm. Um, Z-O-L-Y-A-T which is sort of like Japan and sort of like Russia mm-hmm. um, is like sort of the aesthetic we've been going with um, and at one point there was like a big empire there that fell apart um, for reasons that we can get into yeah. at some point um, but the basic thing is that it used to be ruled it was like a Koshaki almost like monolithic the government the high level government was almost entirely koshaki and they're gone and now there is not a koshaki government to speak of yeah um, the, the current role rulers of Zoyat is a human government um but you live there and you live all over the place mm-hmm. cool um so that's that's everyone's like real real quick intro introductions um, and so let's, you know, let's, let's just go run ro- on the table again. Um, so Zara, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, one of my questions that I wrote down, cause I wrote down a list of questions for everyone. One of mine's for you was how do your inventions differ from what exists in the world and what unique things do your work put into it? Um, and I think we talked about that a little bit that, um, Zara is using like magic core, magic tech, almost stuff. Yeah. Yes, and that's like I, if if I'm allowed to like go this far, I'd say that's like almost unheard of because it's dangerous mm-hmm. and it's like it, why would anybody do that? Is basically the thing, except for Zara who does it. So like, the, this is a weird pull, but you're kind of like you got a flux capacitator thing going on. You're like <laughs> Do, you're like Doc Brown with the uranium sticking it in the car, and people are like, "Why are you doing that?" And you're like, "I gotta do it, Marty." Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's very. I mean, I mean, she's an artificer, so like mad scientist, definitely a little bit. Although she's a little bit kinder than like uh, you know some of the others, or at least that's why I hope she'll be. We'll see when I actually play her, I suppose. Yeah, I um, guess we'll I guess we'll find that part out. She does want to help people, uh, mm-hmm. and that's like her main thing. But she also is like very. She's very invested in proving like the value of herself and her inventions to others to the world and Mm -hmm. i I, in a sense she's she's very fascinated by magic especially because she can't use it so Mm -hmm. i and especially because it's so like people are so reluctant to use it i feel like Mm -hmm. zara is very interested and very um invested in basically getting people to say like listen yes this is dangerous but it is we are capable of doing it we have the ability to we and and our lives could be so much better if we utilize this magic I think that Zara is also a little bit naive in that she's 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 she grew up on stories of like you know magic and myths and legends and whatnot and she's very mm-hmm. like you know and part of her is like well why can't I make the world more like the world I'd want it to be okay cool with the power of the atom <laughs> with the power of science that's right <laughs> all right a- absolutely fantastic um, so like and and then just to like like wrap it all up she is a scientist she's an inventor and 
she's not she's not the kind of scientist who thinks like I'm going to do it. I'm going to play God, and I don't care about the consequences. She's the kind of scientist who is like, there is no way this will be bad. This will only be good, <laughs> and it's only a good thing that I'm saying. Very so good. she's she's like the she's like the dude in Jurassic Park one, as opposed to like all of the other Jurassic Parks. <laughs> you mean John Hammond? Yeah. Um. I feel like John Hammond was doing it for the money. Zara's mm. not doing it for the money, but... She's doing um, it for the recognition? Yeah, and to help people, yeah. And to help people. Okay, so she has, like, altruistic goals. Yes, she is altruistic, but also, like... Also, she's... Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, sir. yeah. All right, cool. Uh, hey, Radiant. What's up? That's me. How do you, how do you draw power from a deity? Especially a chained one. Oh, that was going to be my question to you. <laughs> um, let me think. Okay. So here's the thing about uh, Tella specifically. He's super weak right now. Like uh-huh. a whole bunch. Um, so I guess I'm not going to say the magic is weak because that feels like I'm limiting my character on purpose. And it's like, I don't want to do that because uh-huh. it's Dungeon mm-hmm. World. Um but I'm going to say that a lot of, maybe a lot of the stuff that's directly to do with contact, like a lot of the stuff that relies on cleric spells, like guidance and like commune, mm-hmm. it's very impersonal because okay. like it's hard to reach a person who's chained, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so do you think that in some way, Radiant is drawing more on his personal belief than necessarily the power of the god. His magic is that he believes a lot on the god, Aww. and that's mm-hmm. what makes him powerful. Yeah. Um, that's very cute. Um, but I think maybe he's a paladin because of his belief. He's a paladin because he believes more than anyone that Cello is very good. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's why his magic works. Okay. I think Chella was like, I'm not sure how paladins are chosen, but Chella was like, oh, well, this kid, I guess. Um, <laughs> and it could have been anyone, but his magic doesn't oh. work because he happens to believe a whole bunch. Okay. Are there... Oh, I remembered what I was going to ask. The other thing I was going to ask. There's mm-hmm. so many gods. Lots. Uh, are there so many paladins and clerics? No. Oh. <laughs> You're the paladin. You're the only one. That's the way that the that dungeon world works. I know that, but like, what about what are the other gods thinking? Like, who's this asshole who gets the so one paladin? The, so here's the thing, because there's these other these other gods will have holy warriors. Sure. They will have priests. Um, they will have crusaders and knights, but they will not have the paladin because that is you. And so I guess one thing is, what is it about you and your connection with Chella uh, or Tella that means that you are the paladin and none of these other folks are? We don't have to answer that right now, but that's still a question out there. Um, and that's the thing for all of you is that and this is kind of a thing with with um, the sort of like mythic fantasy uh, sort of feeling that Dungeon World tries to evoke. Because like Dungeon World is, is kind of funny because it's like 
high level like mythic fantasy because everybody is the only version of that that exists but also it's like dungeon crawling you gotta measure your rations you gotta measure your days and stuff and your load yeah like we're special but we're not all powerful is i guess the, yeah. the feeling it's yeah. really cool um but yeah you can all think of like what's the thing that makes you the thing did we at some point mention that i feel like either i thought of this alone or we talked about it did Radiant at some point get struck by lightning and survive? I don't remember that, but I love it. <laughs> I love that so much. Is the, and that's like, all of the kobolds and low tide are like, Oh my god! He's the, it's the, that's the sign! That's, that's him. Oh my god, it's a one in a million chance you were literally struck by lightning. Yeah. And that's, and that's how you became a paladin. Yeah. I love it. Does that mean you have a lightning strike like scar on your scales? Yes, I have to adjust his design, but yes, absolutely, that rules. I love it. Hell yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's that's how we... But you were struck by lightning, survived, with nary a scratch on you, except the sign, and people have taken that to believe that that is the sign that you are the Chosen of Chella. Yes. I love it. I love it. And so then you... What, is that how you draw the power? Is lightning in you? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's... Very. That would be very cute, cool if it was like an avatar type thing where his eyes start glowing and it's like, ooh, some lightning. I'm gonna go with that. Actually, <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I said it like I had an alternative. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you always have an alternative, and that is tell me a different thing. That's true. I will try and think of something else, but I do dig the lightning shit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So yeah, he's very connected to like water and stuff. So because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, tell us sort of this like god of like rivers and storms and he's a lot weaker now he's sort of like a rainy day fellow as opposed to like a, <laughs> a, a typhoon a raging storm it's um, me god of, of inconveniences on your day <laughs> yeah hey i heard you washed your car last week fuck you <laughs> uh, good um hey adeline mm-hmm. adeline uh i don't remember if i asked ford or adeline first but i have adeline next to my list so i'm gonna ask adeline this one all right um how is it that you can bend the world around you with music and song? It's an excellent question. She's just got a normal mandolin, but I feel like if she's an elf, she's got to be using magic a little bit. There has to be some sort of mm-hmm. magic element in it. Uh-huh. So I don't know if... What is it? Because <sighs> uh, so the, the main conceit about Bard is you have your arcane art. Yes. Which means that you can, like, playing magic, playing the, like... For you, the mandolin or whatever it is, playing it does stuff and does. materially affects the world. But how does that happen? Are you like using sonic waves? Ooh. Are you using psychic powers? Or is it just like a reality thing? I do like sonic waves. That's pretty fun. But uh, mm-hmm. oh, hmm. how does how, how does magic affect people? It's like nuclear, right? What if the way that her magic, if it, you know, if she's trying to hurt somebody with it? Uh, or her bard powers, um, it's kind of a similar physical reaction. Are you giving people a radiation sickness out here? Yes. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes. God. You got a you got a plasma blast. Yeah. Uh, so is that is just is that just the thing? Is that you are you are influencing magical waves? Yes. Magical radiation. Yes. And using it to your advantage. Absolutely. Through magic. Through music. 
I think that's sick as hell, so yes. <laughs> this is my okay. nuclear mandolin. <laughs> nice. And so how is it, like, do you, like, coat your strings in it? Do yeah. you have a, a pick that is made of, like, a like solid magic crystal? Do people use picks on mandolins? I like... I like that. That's fun. Um, Even if they don't, that doesn't mean that you can't. This is true. Um, this is my electric I think people do use. <laughs> I think people do use picks on mandolin. I think they use like thumb picks though, from what I've seen. I like a I like a magic pick. That is pretty good because I because like the idea of having to like re if she was like uh, coating her strings in it or whatever, having to go get more magic, which would be like something she would actively have to do. I don't think she'd be super into that. But if it's something that she's using all the time and doesn't have to replace, unless you know she mm -hmm. loses it or something. Um, then... Adeline. Yes. Yes? Do you have the pick of destiny? Oh, don't... Yeah. <gasps> oh. <laughs> it's great. She has the best pick. The best magic pick of all time. The best magic pick of any fictional property ever. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I do Ooh. like... I do like a, a magic pick because uh, then she can sort of not... She knows it's magic, but it's like almost uh, um, uh, like she can deny that she's using magic. She doesn't really want to um, spend a lot of time around that stuff because mm -hmm. that's why she's away from other elves. Mm -hmm. So she can be like, mm, no, it's just, just this is just my pick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's up? But she knows. <laughs> she knows. She knows. Uh, all right, cool. Um, so let's uh, forward. Uh, mm -hmm. My next question was going to be, why do you fight instead of anything else? But I think we kind of covered that. Um, so instead, uh, you just tell me about Galeria a little bit. Uh, though I guess we talked about that too. Um, <laughs> so tell me something. Tell me a thing. Uh, hmm. uh, tell me about your fighting style. How about that? Yeah, tell me about your, how you fight. Um, well, Ford's a punch guy. Uh... Ford uses his fists more than anything because fighting to him, it's it's not about honor. I mean, it is really just one long quest for stress relief. But <laughs> fighting with his fist, I think, kind of feels a lot more personal, a lot more down to earth. So he uses like what what is called like a cestus or whatever it is, like those like mm -hmm. that like brass knuckle. Shit yeah, that yeah, you yeah. Got, like yeah, those like little gloves that you put on your hands, and it's metal, so it hurts more. So basically, like a knuckle duster. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Basically, can... basically, um, the way the peerless fighter playbook works, um, is that you, anytime you are using something that uses your fists, it, it works, mm -hmm. as opposed to having a signature weapon, which is how the standard fighter works. Yeah, and he can definitely use other weapons he just definitely prefers his fists and probably isn't quite as skilled with other weapons as he is with his fists um mm -hmm. just because that's his signature fighting style um mm -hmm. i do have to name it which i realized and i didn't think about uh i think it's just like star puncher i think is what <laughs> he calls it wow um he likes he's I don't want to say he's a simple guy, but he's definitely um, a little, like, one-track-minded when it comes to 
Uh, he's not he's not one for for flowery speech. No. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? It just it just wastes time. Um, you know. And uh, I guess the second question: Where did you grow up? Uh, grew up in Galeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like a fourth of a day's like ride, <laughs> whatever, from the coast. Okay. Uh, so relatively nearby, but not actually in a trade hub. But what are the trade routes? Uh, does pass through that city. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's a university town in the end. Um, okay. But it does generally take the form of a city. Uh, they mostly have a good, I think, medical school. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of what they focus on there. But they have, um, I guess, also a good astronomy department, because that's what Ford studied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're focused, I guess, on all the natural observations of the world there in that city, town. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can talk more about his family, I guess. Probably grew up in a townhouse of sorts. And his mom was a banker. So I don't think like she had like that nice like nine to five. And his mm-hmm. dad worked odder hours. So I think he was always just out at the university like chilling because the, uh, the campus looked nice. So chilling mm-hmm. sitting around like listening to, to students talk more than anything he was definitely a nerd pretty much up until he went into the mountains and was stuck in a small observatory with kevin and like 10 other idiots <laughs> kevin um, yes kevin your your old academic nemesis yeah kevin's an elf kevin is the guy ford punched before he just literally left um, wandered into the mountains and the forest. It was just like I have it from here. For those for those keeping track, um, we have the characters Radiant, Adeline, Ford, Tiaku, Zara, and Kevin. Um, so <laughs> Kevin is a special character. All of us play him at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kevin. Um, okay, so uh, we are running a little bit long for the pacing. So I just want to ask. Uh, one last question. Okay. Um, which is tell me, tell me a little bit about um, the ways that you like moved around in noble circles uh, with your like cover identity. Like, how, what was your like style? Mm. Oh my god. Uh, I think uh, she's very good at sucking up to people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and uh, I think she just like kind of has a knack for going somewhere and pretending that she belongs there by like being okay. super confident and like mm-hmm. if someone questions her she's like do you know who I am? kinda mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. and of course they have to know who you are mm-hmm. You're the person I'm the person, the important person the VIP awesome. so I actually just went back and checked Dungeon World's character creation we kind of did it backwards a little bit hmm. um because uh we did i was i was planning on walking through it but we've kind of done a lot of it so let's let's just breeze through this everybody uh make sure that we've got all these stuff down on lock so first you choose your class mm-hmm. we uh, did it everyone's got their class do you want to just shout out your class real quick zara artificer uh adeline bod ford peerless fighter tuku teeth and Radiant. Paladin. Awesome. So next, you've got your race. Uh, and 
Some classes have race options. Your race gives you a special move. Um, you don't have to pick the ones given in the... Th- like, you don't have to look at the one that's on your thing and say, oh, I have to be a human to pick that, because we can be a little loosey-goosey with that. I do want what here is evil very badly. It's a very good one. Um, <laughs> and also, you can look at other other classes, uh, or if like there's nothing that immediately grabs onto you, we can talk about it later off, off camera and figure out your um, what your... Basically, it's just going to be your background move. Um, so does everyone got one for those? I'm going to pick the human one, uh-huh. uh, which is you have one more gadget than whatever your moves tell you. Yes, because you're, so you're playing the Artificer, which is wild, and it's got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and I'm going to dial back around to you at the end of this. Sure. Or maybe at the beginning of next, of next session of the actual adventure proper, so we can just... Um, yeah, I think I'll do that. Uh, we'll, 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 at the beginning of next adventure, we'll make sure everything is, is ready uh, and set. Um, and, and so we'll know what your gadgets are. We'll know all, all those stuff. Um, that, yeah, that is something I could easily just do on my own and then recite it later. Yeah. Um, but everyone's got, everyone's got their race move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Their special uh, move. It's a great question because <laughs> I have backgrounds, but I was thinking of switching it out for some kind of astronomer move. Yes. And we talked about that and we will do that awesome um we can talk and we'll yeah it, it's going to be something about either a thing about um spouting lore being better at spouting lore specifically about astronomy or something about navigating better um or both mm-hmm. we can we'll talk about that off camera yeah cool choose your name got our names yay um, we didn't, got it. We yay. didn't pick the names off the lists uh so we're being <laughs> a little bit buck wild already uh we will so only wild. get more buck wild is that a requirement for Dungeon World? I did not know that. It, it's not like a real requirement, but it, it, the Dungeon World kind of likes you to do it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, uh, they're like, they're, if you go to a notable Dungeon World uh, actual play podcast, you'll notice that a lot of them are actually named from the list. Yeah, I did notice. I just thought they were being like, like one time I did pick a name from the list because I was lazy. Was the reason? <laughs> yeah, um, so, some of the names are pretty good, honestly. But yeah. um, but we already had our, our stuff sort of figured out, so we didn't do that. Uh, and then your look, which I think you should do, you should pick from the list, or at least describe yourself in a description that is in the same style as the list, because I think those are really useful um, for like a very quick description like you could go you know you could go through and describe yourself like head to toe tell us like the you know the filigree on your armor tell us about the special rings you're wearing but you could also say ornate armor tired eyes so and so um and that that that's kind of like a quick and punchy way of 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 describing yourself that i think is helpful for uh quick visualization should we do that should we say this out loud uh i think uh, pick it on your own, and um, when we start the game, you can use that as your description. Cool. Uh, the micro game today. Uh, okay. Paladin has one that's bald, so I just just picking that one for hairstyle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, or like a crest, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, because... he's got scales. Kind he's of. got scales. Yeah. He's a scaly dog boy. Or <laughs> um, and then. Does anyone else have any like things uh, worries about that? No, 
right. Mm-mm. Cool. Uh, next step, uh, rushing through it to try to hit, hit this under two hours, um, is uh, your stats. You got to choose your stats, folks. Mm. Um, everybody, you start with the scores 16, 15, 13, 12, 9, and 8. Uh, you want to check out your, your starting moves for your class and the basic moves to figure out the things that interest you. Um, it says, yeah, pick out the move that interests you the most. Something you'll be doing a lot or something that you excel at. Put a 16 in the stat for that move. Look over the list again and pick out the next important move to your character. Maybe something that supports your first choice. Put your 15 in the stat for that move. So on and so forth for the rest of your... So that's the, 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 the um, suggestion it makes is... Look at the stuff that you want to be doing and uh, align your stats accordingly. Um, okay. Because the worst thing is being bad at a thing you want to be doing a lot. Yeah. Because while that might be funny a couple times, it's also it also gets like tiresome for, for yourself to be bad at the thing you want to be good at. That tracks. Mm-hmm. I have done that uh, accidentally one time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I used to do that all the time where I was like, oh, I want to be good at this. Um, but I didn't understand. Mostly when I was a kid playing like CPRGs, like I would pick, <laughs> I would pick stats based on what sounded cool. And I would totally fuck up my character and be completely broken and impossible to use. I did that for the campaign Emily ran where I thought one stat was attacking and it wasn't. And I fucked uh-huh. it up <laughs> and I, I missed three shots that I took. All three of them. <laughs> I, I hope you had fun with that one because I actually. Did. I did. Um, uh, I am. I've got a really quick question for the floor, mm-hmm. which is, golly, do I want? Uh, I, I, I feel like Zara is very bad at both strength and charisma, but obviously I can't be very bad at both. So I'm wondering if anyone has any suggestions on which Zara should be worse at. <laughs> Probably strength. I, strength. My, my strength. top two are strength and charisma, so like either one. I've got the balance. I have it. Yeah. Yeah. My top two are going to be int and wisdom, actually. Mine are strength and constitution. Nice. Mine are dexterity and charisma. Mine are uh, <laughs> constitution and charisma. Oh, nice. uh, Ad- Adeline is a hardy, hardy elf. Yes. Charisma's, my charisma is a minus one, so, you know. My strength um. is a minus one. <laughs> She needs chari- she needs charisma as a bard, and she needs constitution to do the move where you can hurt somebody with your music. <laughs> so yes. Oh okay. Good, good, good. Um, okay, good. So you're um, you've all got a you got a pretty solid uh, grasp on that. You know which is going to be your high ones, which is going to be your low ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got our character sheets. Everybody's filling them out. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Correct. Good. good. Um, okay, uh, and next we set your maximum HP, uh, and your maximum HP is equal to your class's base HP plus your constitution score, uh, which is not your con modifier, but your con score, which is a very important difference. <gasps> nice. Um, so, um, for reference, so like, for example, a bard starts with... Uh, what's your what's your what's your starting con? I believe it is six. Okay. Yeah, six plus con. Six plus con, which for you is fifteen. Mm. So, which means your total is twenty-one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, 
So that's a, that's a fair amount. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. too bad. Mine's not that high. <laughs> <laughs> not mine either. Um, okay, cool. Um, and then next we'll pick our starting moves. Which the front side of each character sheet lists the starting moves. Some classes, like the fighter, have choices to make as part of those uh, moves. Uh, make those choices now. The wizard, we don't have to worry about. We don't got a wizard, uh, but the cleric and the wizard. That that's sent. All of these sentences have to do with the wizard, so we don't know. <laughs> if you have any choices to make about your moves, uh, make them. Uh, if you want to talk about those choices, uh, I'm sure we would all love to hear about them. I have to pick an area of expertise for bardic lore, which I did totally forget that I had to do, and they're all mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. What do you think is going to be the thing for you? Hmm. What's Adeline into? What's her fandom? What's her... F- um, Doctor Who? No, that's horrible. <laughs> um, that, there's nothing wrong with Doctor Who. Anyway. Um... Uh, <laughs> Um, I want to say, ooh, spells and magics, if she's into magic, or grand histories of the known world, if she's into why elves are immune to the magic stuff. Does anyone, uh, what do you think is more interesting? Uh, I mean, not, I know mean, it's my choice, but like, do Does spells and magic me. not cover the why elves are, are immune? Maybe. I don't know. If, spells cover magic. Mm, it's the, and elves are immune to magic. Yeah, the the actual the the area of expertise is called spells and magics. Mm. So may, maybe that. Yeah, it's 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 magics with a, a CKS. No, right? stop. <laughs> like like magica yeah. from uh, the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, so maybe that one. Um, it's pretty maybe fun. Maybe that one. Yeah. Yeah. Magic expert. Yeah. It's definitely that Legends of Heroes past because you don't know shit about the Titans. Mm. Don't know nothing. <laughs> don't know nothing. About the what now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wink. Uh, that's going to make things much more fun. Um, and I think the other person who has a big choice to make is Yuku. Because as a thief, you get to be a poisoner, which means you get to pick your your poison. Yes, this was a uh, tie between two, but I ended up with Golden Root. Mm-hmm. Which means the target treats the next creature they see as a trusted ally until proven otherwise. Ooh, nice. Okay. Yeah, nice. I have a, I have a quest thing, but I'm not sure if that's like for the session, for like the actual start of the session. Yeah, I think um, I'll, t- I'll I'll be telling you uh, what your actual uh, like starting thing is on the adventure, and then you'll be have the opportunity to. To dedicate yourself to a mission, okay. Um, through your quest, yeah. I think your quests—you'll probably change quests, not like semi-regularly, depending on um, what your quest is like. I don't know if you, if we're expecting quests to be like a season-long thing or an arc-long thing. I don't mind because it's like I don't want to switch superpowers too much. <laughs> yeah. Like. Because that's what quests are. Like, in, in exchange for a thing, you get cool shit that you can do. Mm-hmm. And I want to... First of all, because I, if I switch if I switch them too often, I am going to forget that I have them. Mm-hmm. And listeners at home are going to yell at me. For real. Oh. <laughs> um, for real, real. But yeah. Okay. 
Cool. And then Zara, you've got your gadgets. That's correct. And I was thinking I could uh, work on those since since they're kind of a lot of steps. Since there's yeah. four of them, and they are a lot of things. There's so I don't want to bore people. Four of with them. That. Yeah, I, I have one extra because of the hum- the racial. <laughs> wow, you've got a lot of inventions. <laughs> yeah. Um. Real quick, uh, Ford. Yeah, tell us about your fighting style. Oh. Um. Yeah. It is. So I have weapon mastery. Mm-hmm. Um. So I ch- I choose a weapon, and I believe that's the Cestus, if I'm getting everything correct. Uh-huh. And it is uh, targeted Ooh. and overwhelming. So what do those mean? Uh, so overwhelming means it's forceful, and targeted means plus two piercing. Whoa, okay. So if someone's got, like, I have a shield, you're like, no, you don't. No. <laughs> And then you, you super don't anymore. I'm going to punch through the shield. And then you punch him. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, and as long as I wield my chosen weapon or, or a weapon like it, I can use these enhancements. So basically, you're like you could pick up a like an axe, and it wouldn't hit as hard as if you were punching someone, just because yeah. you're just really good at punching. Just, I'm just that good at punching. <laughs> yeah. Good. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Um, very good. The next thing, uh, next step of the character creation is to choose your alignment. So we're going to have like a sort of funny alignment thing that's going to come up later. But for the, to begin with, we're just going to start with the first half of that. I think I'm going to go with the lawful one for Zara. Prove the value of your inventions to others. Okay. That that sounds for, for a, a bunny that's like, I need to be seen. And respected. That makes sense. Well, she would rather not be seen. Uh, because okay. she has anxiety. But <laughs> Oh, man. You fucked up a perfectly good rabbit is what you did. <laughs> who um, is the god who fucked up the rabbits? We have to name it right now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what do, what do the Lagonals think of... What does Valentina think about religion? <laughs> do they have a god? What's I the deal? have been thinking about this... And I think maybe our king is our god. Ooh. Okay, so this is some Imperium of Man we're, shit we're, Well, going on. not exactly Imperium of Man, but, but like, pr- pretty Bretonia. <laughs> okay. I'm, so he's got, he's divine right. He is the I, ruler I, by I think that the will he's, of God. I think he's a, seen as a representative of our god. So I think I think okay. like his you know like the basis for his rule is very like holy mandate like his line his lineage is like blessed and chosen by God to be mm. uh, chosen by our God rather to be the um mm. to be the king of uh, Valentina. Yeah, I mean his name is Valentine. Yeah, exactly. His name is Valentine. I was just gonna say the kingdom's mm. named after his family. Yeah, so that I so I imagine the like the identity of Valentina is very drawn up in like this guy. Absolutely. So, like, I think maybe. Oh my God. Okay, I've got one. Mm-hmm. Originally, the Valentine family was not named Valentine. They changed their name to Valentine because Valentine is the name of the god, and they are the representative of that god on on uh, in the mortal realms. That's a, okay. that's presumptuous of them to just be like, "Hey, God, can I name ourselves after you forever?" Yeah, yeah. God doesn't seem to mind. <laughs> No, I mean they're still doing it. No problem so far. Okay. Yeah, if if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Okay, yeah, I'm super into that. 
Sick. So they've got, they're just called Valentine. And I, I do want to say really quick before everybody gets ideas in their head. The the current like king is is pretty noble. He's not a bad guy. I wasn't I wasn't thinking that at all. It, it, I think I feel like most people hear the words "god king" and they immediately think, "Uh oh," <laughs> maybe rightly so. But honestly, I was thinking of Azriel, not Azriel, the one, the big one from Undertale. Asgore, Asgore, Undertale. Yeah, I I don't think he was like god. Yeah, though. but he was like nice. That's what I was thinking, like a nice king, like jovial. Uh, I did have he did have floppy ears. Yeah, too. he was a. He was a good king who murdered children. Everyone has their defects. <laughs> um, I have an alignment. Yeah, okay. Uh, I took it from the cleric ones, because oh, okay. um, Paladin had one that was pretty good, but kind of on the nose that was like, endanger yourself to protect innocent people or whatever. Like, eh, lame. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I chose... Um, the cleric lawful one, which is endanger yourself following the precepts of your church or god. Okay. And we need to find out what those are. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Uh, which we will do by next time. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Uh, does everyone else have their alignment figured out? Um, uh, yeah. You go. Okay. Should I go? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the peerless fighter has kind of like like drives, I guess. Those those are the alignments, and I mm. want to tweak one of them a little bit because okay. honor says defend those weaker than you, but I'd like to tweak that to be loyal. So uh-huh. like defend your allies. Okay, so 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 your your alignment is like ride or die. Yeah, my alignment is ride or die. All right, awesome, fantastic! <laughs> I love it. Um, sick, uh, and Adeline. Uh, I am gonna steal one from Wizard actually, because none of the bad ones are really jumping out at me. But the neutral uh, uh, Wizard one is discover something about a magical mystery. Okay. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of like your, your, your drive is is to uncover magical yes. mysteries. Okay. Yes. Specifically about why elves are, you know. Uh, like what they are. But why are elves? Any magical mysteries? Just, why what is elves? Are you the way you what, are? What are elves? We just don't know. <laughs> All right. And uh, Tuku. Uh, yeah, I don't actually know which playbook this is from because just Google Dungeon More Alignments. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a neutral one. Make an ally of someone powerful. I think. Oh, okay. That might yeah. be the. That might be a thief one. I, it, it's not on my thief list, though. Uh, the thief neutral is... Uh, okay. Is, is that Bard? Maybe it might be Bard. It seems nope. like Bard. Nope. It I, might I be just know. one that someone made up, honestly. <laughs> Probably, maybe. It's pretty good, though. That's pretty good, though. Yes. So, you're, so, mm-hmm. you wanna, so your whole deal is about moseying up and making pals with people who can be more stronger or more um, politically powerful than you. Yeah, and then stealing from them. And then stealing from them. Fantastic. <laughs> the Without them knowing. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And while, while they're, like, uh, upset about the things being stolen, Tuku is there to comfort them. Like, oh, how horrible. <laughs> <laughs> how awful. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Um, I want to tweak my weapon mastery, seeing as my alignment is ride or die. Um, I'm changing out the forceful one for defensive, and that's hold plus one if you defend even on a miss. Oh, okay. Because I feel awesome. like that so, makes more sense. So you're a little bit hmm. less, you're a little bit less haymaker and a little bit more rope a dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. You're bobbing and weaving. You're moving. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Awesome. Cool. Um, so then the last uh the next step is choose your gear oh. because you got starting gear and you have a load and load is important because load is the amount of weight that you can carry uh and that's actually in dungeon world it's abstractive enough to, to be simple enough to be a thing that you can actually care about uh which i'm very into hooray so you each get um you would start with like a set of gear so let's 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 just run real quick and, and like figure out what your gear is uh can i say that there's no Gear Oops. in the character sheet on tw- roll twenty. There's none. Yes, go to the sub menu. Uh, well, it's also empty. Um, to start with, or uh, what are you talking about? Oh, oh. dumb, dumb. <laughs> yeah, I found it. Yes, thank you. Sorry. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and yeah. So, so, uh, so, who wants to declare their gear first? I've got it. Because uh, I just finished it. I've got uh, some dungeon rations. I have my four gadgets, which each take up one weight, and it's a nightmare. I have protective clothing, which gives me one armor. And I have a bag of books, which I can use five times to pull a book out of. And with that, I am at capacity. Thank you very much. Do not give me anything else to carry. <laughs> no one touch Zara. She'll have, fall over. You have a total of eight load, and it is you have filled out all eight slots. I have done my due diligence and i've gotten my oh boy which means you got like so you got like the biggest fanny pack in the world you got a backpack you got a duffel bag and you are just waddling from place to place let me just say first of all if you think that zara does not waddle and if you think she does not have a fanny pack then you are picturing the wrong character <laughs> uh, yeah fair someone tell me how much 12 plus 15 is 12 plus 15 12 plus 15 is 27 oh my god that's a lot <laughs> I have eight. Yeah. Is it is it the your base not whole not your whole strength? Yeah, it's the modifier. Oh, that makes more sense. So just to be clear for everybody, yeah. when it when it writes out the whole thing like constitution, that's the score. When it abbreviates it to S T R or C O N, that's the modifier. And that Ooh. is how it's gonna be in all of Dungeon World. I see. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not as impressive. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty seven would be a that'd be buck wild i got worried that radiant is just like a muscle man (laughs) yeah 27 versus 8 uh so yeah who's 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 next who's got their gear uh i go uh i've got uh my mandolin this listed as uh your father's mandolin which it is and it's a somebody else's mandolin uh but um uh leather armor uh dueling rapier and Oh, I can choose weed. What? Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm going to choose adventuring gear. <laughs> okay. Uh, an adventuring gear is fucking baller in this game because it's yes. basically just a bag of stuff that you whatever can pull you... some stuff out of. Whatever you need. And it's whatever you need. I love adventuring gear. Yeah. Can never pass it up. As much as I would like weed, she can find some later. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, 
Uh, one thing about the dueling rapier in the Bard playbook, for whatever reason, it's different from the dueling rapier in um, the equipment spot. That's uh, helpful. <laughs> because the dueling rapier in the equipment spot has one piercing. Oh. Um, so you can have that one piercing, because I think that's mostly just like a misprint. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. So, nice. yeah, so it's your... It's not your father's mandolin. Whose mandolin is it? Um, uh, Adeline grew up uh, in uh, Castellon, and a dwarf taught her how to play the mandolin. So it was the dwarf's mandolin. Uh-huh. Uh, for the record, Castellon is the like central sort of desert region of the, of the main island of the archipelago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where... It's like where a lot of dwarves live. Also, um, here's a thing that won't come up for a while because I don't think there's any dwarves in the intro uh, like group that you're going to meet. Um, dwarves are beetles. Yeah. In this universe. Yeah. yeah. Beetle dwarves. Uh, Somehow I forgot dwarves. about it, even though I've been the most fervent fan of the beetle dwarves. So yeah. So, so in this setting, um, dwarves are dwarf size, like four to five feet tall. Um, but they are beetles. They have carapaces. They have four arms. Uh, they have main arms, which are like sh- on their shoulders, and then smaller arms, which are sort of on their like midsection. Um, and they can be all sorts of different kinds of dwarves, uh, all kinds of beetles rather, like different colors, different different like antenna, horn structures. Uh, and basically, we love them. We love them. We love them They're so very good. Much. We love them more than anything, and it's a tragedy that, that we're not all just playing Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, another thing that we forgot to mention: orcs also have horns. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Um, Ford has some horns. Ford has Other some orcs lovely are gonna... horns. He has lovely horns. They're very. They're pristine. Is the thing which mm-hmm. is important. Takes great care of them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Ford. Uh, do you want to do you want to declare your your gear? Yeah, I have scale armor, which is worn and clumsy, but I can just personally ignore the clumsy tag, um, because mm-hmm. of the fighter. And then I have dungeon uh-huh. rations, uh, mm-hmm. and adventuring gear. And I was wondering for the last item, I could take the twenty two coins, or could I just like have like a telescope, like like a portable one. Yeah, I think you could have some tele- a telescope. Dope. Instead of coins. You spent all your coins on a telescope? Yeah. Uh, perfect. Um, and for the record, the worn tag on um, armor is not because it is worn out, but it is because you wear it. Awesome. Uh, for reference. To make <laughs> I sure that was we a don't... little confused. <laughs> I also thought it meant worn. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Radiance. Hi. You got your gear set up? Uh, yes. So I have dungeon rations, scale armor, haha. Because um, he scales. Um, nice. <laughs> some mark of faith, which I'm guessing is the Harry Potter shit he's got going on. Okay. Um, it could also be like a holy symbol. Yeah. I'm trying. What is the symbol for cello? I don't know. What is it? It can't just be a. It can't just be like a thunderbolt with like like a cloud with a thunderbolt sticking out. I I, no. refi- I refuse. <laughs> it um, could be we um thing, some things we talked about was like a fish hook, mm. um or a trident. But then we're getting in serious Neptune. That's true. Uh, 
areas. Lean in. <laughs> we could lean in. We could lean in. Um, I know we talked about like having a fishhook and bobber on like wrapped around the haft of your spear. Oh yes, that is true. I remember this now. Um, mm-hmm. I like the fishhook. I think that is a cobalt specific thing. I don't think every cello follower is into the fish hook, the fish hook shit because it's like, here's this god of storms and like generally very powerful ocean, etc. Um, how mm-hmm. about like, how about like some fish? How about a fish hook? So, well, here's the question: Who else is a cello follower at this point? But the kobolds. Yeah, nobody. But before. It didn't used to oh, be before. a fish. Yeah, it didn't used to be a fish hook is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Well, I guess then in that case, we can think about that, what it used to be later. Yeah. We know that now it's a fish hook. Yes. It's a fish hook coming out of the clouds as opposed to a lightning bolt. <laughs> ah, I refuse. Okay. We can figure it out later. Um, no. We just know that you have a mark of fish. It is a fish hook. Right now it's a okay. fish hook because I think that's adorable that... Mm-hmm. All of these kobolds are like, yay, He's it's the god of the ocean. He gives a fish. I love him. So I guess, oh, one fun thing about that, does that mean that your spear is also just a fishing rod? Yeah. He throws it at so the it's water. Like, yeah. It's like it's like wrapped up and you can like unwrap the line and just cast it out. Yeah. Yes. Good. That's very good. Um, speaking of spear, that is what he has instead of the options that I got for weapons. Because I thought, yeah. where is he going to find either a halberd or a longsword? Nowhere. It's yeah. cobalt. I mean, it's effectively a halberd. Um, yeah. Uh, in um, terms of like, I did pick. Stuff. I did pick the longsword thing because I, I like that it's one weight, <laughs> and I oh, like. Okay, so it's. So it's a close spear as opposed to a like a reach spear. Yeah, um, he's very small. He's very small, and yeah. he can't reach very far. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, um, I wanted the shield also. It's important. Okay, so it's a so it's a it's like a light spear. Yeah, it's a, almost like a javelin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, don't forget to mark to to put down your uh, armor mm-hmm. on the list so that you have your correct weight tabulated. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I can't, this is like, uh, this is maintenance stuff. I can't alter my armor and the actual sheet. Me either. Which is, yeah. Um, so, the thing is with that. Uh, how much is scale armor? Uh, it's two. Okay. And it's three weight. Uh, and it's three weight. Yeah, could you also do my armor too then? <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Other thing you gotta do is you gotta check equipped. I see. Oh, that explains it. Hmm. Thank you. There it is. There it is. Now it's there. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you for 20. fixing Roll Twenty for me. <laughs> it was broken. Thanks for fix. Thanks, Roll Twenty, for fixing Roll Twenty. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he also has some adventuring gear, because that's cool. Chandler, I'm fixing it for you, and you keep changing it back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is now fixed. Thank you. I love Roll20. It's such a powerful uh, thing, but it's a little silly. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, before we got into that armor digression, what were we at? Um, I said that Radiant had also some adventuring gear, but that's it. 
That's what he has. Yes. Lots of folks got adventuring gear. It's so useful. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's very you useful. Will be pre- you will be prepared for whatever happens. His church isn't going to send him out in the wild without some adventuring gear. Oh, just... I've got Just books. wait until you read your love letter. It's going to be great. Oh, I'm excited. Not spoilers. That is what it is. Your love letter is what did your what did your friends give you? Aww. Um, that'll be at the end at the beginning of the next mm. session. Yeah, I've got them written, but I'm excited. Um, okay. Uh, and then Tuku, yeah. your stuff. Uh, I have dungeon rations, a leather armor, three uses of my poison, which was golden root. Uh. And for the weapon, I know we talked before about a possible whip, but should I choose from these for now? What, did you want to just have a whip? I kind of do want to just have a whip. <laughs> uh, we can we can figure out the yeah. times on a whip. Yeah. Um, we we we'll figure that out. If we want to just be a whip instead of a instead of a, a rapier. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can figure that out by next session. Okay. Cool. Uh, sure. Then I have three throwing daggers and adventuring gear. And that's Love all. Throwing daggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the next thing that we were supposed to do was introduce our characters. Uh, we did that. We did it. We did it. We won. We've done that. So the next thing would be to choose bonds. But actually... We're going to wait to do that, because there's a second half of this session where we're going to play a game. Yeah. Dun-dun. Yeah. Um, um, in a moment, we are going to play a game, a little micro game, to introduce our characters, and then we will uh, think, reflect on that and pick bonds for next time. Yay. Cool. Um, awesome. So yeah. See you next time.